welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Um, on page 60 of the big book. Somebody want to read? Lee, you can keep reading or somebody can give Lee a break. How do you want? Four or six Hey, Lauren. The first requirement is that we be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. Okay. Um, did we read just what do we mean by that and just what do we do? I think so. Okay. Really get that. Those, those are like rhetorical questions for me. Just what do we mean by that is, is an explanation. And just what do we do is... Well, let me tell you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Instructions. Okay, so it says the first requirement. Does that sound like an explanation or an instruction? Instruction. Yes. Okay, so here's an instruction. We, to be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. Are you convinced of that? And again, if somebody's not convinced of that, it says that any life run on self-will can hardly... Do you think Donald Trump, Trump's life is a success? Or whatever. You know, do you have somebody do you think that's actually doing this? Living a life on their own will and, and having a successful life. Is there anybody you think's doing that? You know, this is saying that the requirement to make a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I understand Him, one of the requirements is to be convinced that it's just self will will not work. Again, I don't have to have that belief to go through with the process. But, but this, is, this has to be pointed out. Um, continue reading, please. On that basis, we are almost always in collision with something or somebody, even though our motives are good. On what basis? Self-will. The basis of self-will. Now, this is a big deal, this word basis. For me, um, it's used a, a lot of times. Um, it's used on page 68, where it says we are now on a different basis. Different than what? You know, the basis of trusting and relying upon God rather than ourselves. So it's different from this basis. This is the old basis, the basis of self-will. Page 68, it says we are now on a different basis. The basis of trusting or relying upon God. That's the new basis. Old basis, new basis. That's what step three is about. It's about moving. Making a decision to change the basis for my living. And what is basis? Foundation. Yeah. Foundation. And other forms of the word are basic. As it says in the middle of page 61, what is his basic trouble? Based, page 62, where it says, uh, in the past we have made decisions based on self. It's the basis of self. 
And then so we troubles we think are basically of our own making. So please pay attention when you see the word base, basic, basis. Those are important words here. Um, there's a story about a foundation or a basis in which there was one man who built his house on the foundation of rock and another man who built his house on a foundation of sand. And the storm came. And what happened? The guy who built on rock, after the storm passed, he still had a house. The guy who built it on sand did not. And the story goes like this. I'm going to paraphrase a little, make it kind of into, you know, program language. If you hear my will and follow it, you're like somebody who builds their house on the basis of rock. And if you hear my words, I hear my directions, my guidance, and do not follow it, then you're like somebody who builds their house on sand. That's how the story goes. And that's what this is talking about. That's what the third step is. It's talking about that story from a long time ago. You know, who is my boss? The one whose directions I follow. Who is my sponsor? Is it this guy named Bill in Nashville? Or is it this guy named Steve between my ears? At least that's what my disease calls itself. My disease calls itself Steve. Spiritual ventriloquism. It throws my voice and it's it throws its voice into my mouth and I hear it talk to me in my own voice. So um basis. Okay. We are all, on that basis, we are almost always in collision with something or somebody, even though our motives are good. What do motives have to do with it? If I'm operating on the old basis of self-will, not doing what I think God would have me do, but doing what I want to do, what do motives have to do with it? Why do motives come up? What I can tell, it really doesn't matter what the motives are, because it says even though they're good, right? So exactly. whether my motives are to screw somebody over or to help somebody, if it either way, if it's coming out of my own what I think is what I want to do or whatever, right? It's still gonna have the potential to So the only use for motives is to justify acting against principle. So I bring up good motives so that I can feel better about the fact that I'm not doing what I should be doing. I've got good motives. It's wrong. I know it's wrong. I convince myself that it's okay. The rules don't apply to me. I don't need to follow this rule. I don't need to tell the truth in this situation. I don't need to uh, obey the law in this situation. I don't need to... Um, uh, 
do what I agreed to do in this situation. I don't have to keep my word because there's this explanation. A lot of times it's I have a good motive. It's just like speeding. I have a good motive for speeding. I remember uh, speeding to work when I was in uh, training to be a physician because I was on call in the emergency room. I was like, oh, I'm an emergency room doctor. You know, If I don't get to work on time, somebody may die. Not to mention that I might cause the car wreck that killed somebody by <laughs> driving 90 down the, down the highway. Um, so that's an example. Another example is, you know, everybody else is doing it. Now, everybody else is speeding, so what difference does it make? I'm not the fastest car on the road, so what? Or, you know, just that rule doesn't apply to me. You know, um, it's unreasonable, you know. To, the government has no business telling me what to do. I have all these things go through my head, you know. And, and uh, the truth is, is that there's a principle. It's called speed limit. I can either follow it or not. Doesn't matter what my motive is. I can be come from government. I'm driving 55. Still driving 55. I'm obeying the principle. Get the same results as somebody who's happily driving along like Ned Flanders on the Simpsons. (laughs) Driving the speed limit. Don't get pulled over. Don't have a rush of adrenaline every time I see a cop on the side of the road wondering if he saw me. Yeah. Before I slammed on the brakes. Okay, it's a better basis for living, less collision. Um, Lauren? Mm-hmm. Most people try to live by self propulsion. Each person is like an actor who wants to run the whole show, is forever trying to arrange the lights, the ballet, the scenery, and the rest of the players in his own way. Whose job is that? Run the whole show, arrange the lights, the ballet, the scenery, and the rest of the players. Whose job? The actor? Is that the act, an actor's job? It's the director. The director's job. Bill doesn't use the word director, but that's what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And the director gives what? Instructions. Yes. Instructions. Direction. That word that they wanted him to take out. So Bill, is Bill being sneaky here? I don't know. <laughs> Okay. What, are you, what, what, what about the word? They didn't want him to use that word. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, we we said it uh, at the at the beginning of page fifty eight. Did you guys get here after we started that? Yeah. Or okay. Um, uh, it it says rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. In the original version, it said thoroughly followed our directions. And <coughs> and the original uh, members thought that was too pushy. And so they... Path convi- instead of direct, or instruction? Yeah, and path, we, we, we also looked and said, saw that the path means the 12 steps. Mm-hmm. And the 12 steps summarize the program, it says earlier in the book. And the, so that, Lee says, summary is a brief overview, so there must be a full version if the 12 steps on the wall are a summary. And what's mm-hmm. the full version? And, you know... I was told it's the instructions in this book. So okay. to thoroughly follow the path really is to thoroughly follow the directions yeah. in this book. But huh. just the just the other members thought it was a little nicer. So 
So the first published edition of the big book has the word path in it. But there was an original version that was handed around like it was typed up, and it was handed around before the, the published version came out. And that's the one that had the word direction. So, but anyway, here he's talking about a director, a person who gives directions. I also had a question, Andrew's sex addict. Yes, sir. Uh, self, um, most people try to live by their own self-propulsion. Yeah. What is, what is self-propulsion? I don't think I know that. Propulsion is, is like what a rocket uh, fuel does for a, you know, for a jet engine. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a propulsion system. It, it moves something forward. So self-propulsion would be on my own power. Self-will. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think yeah, it's, it's, it's the word about forceful motion forward, trying to go forward under my own. I think it's, yeah, on the basis of self-will. Okay. Each person is like an actor who tries to be the director. It's not the actor's job to do all that stuff. What is the actor's job? To play a role and to follow from the director. That's right. Okay. So, uh, next sentence. If his arrangements would only stay put, if only people would do as he wished, the show would be great. Two things here. That's a good motive. He wants the show to be great. He's got a good motive. Okay. Yeah. Now, now the other thing is the is the is the words "if only." I was told that these are the hallmarks of self-will. If only, if only my wife dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. If only the landlord. If only my boss. If only the judge. Um, whatever it is. If only. If only my kids. You know. If only my girlfriend. So um, all he wants is for his arrangements to stay put. He's trying to make things happen a certain way. If only people would do as he wished, they won't behave. Okay, yeah, if everybody minded me, then life would be great. Everybody, including himself, would be pleased. Yeah, I mean, I deserve it after all that hard work, Donna. Okay, but that's a good motive, too. Everybody would be pleased. (laughs) Life would be wonderful. Great motive. (laughs) (laughs) In trying to make these arrangements, our actor may sometimes be quite virtuous. He may be kind, considerate, patient, generous, even modest and self-sacrificing. With a motive. (laughs) On the other hand, he may be mean, egotistical, selfish, and dishonest. But, as with most humans... He is more likely to have varied traits. Why is he varying the traits? He's trying to get what he wants. He's trying to get it to work. So he's going to be kind, considerate, patient, generous, modest, self-sacrificing. Those are wonderful spiritual principles right there. But what if they don't get me what I want? Well, if I'm living according to principle, that's the new basis. Well, kindness has nothing to do with how people treat me. If I'm a kind person, it does not depend on your behavior. So if I want to live according to the principle of kindness, I don't. I don't. It, it should not vary on the basis on based on the results I'm getting. That's the old basis for living. 
You know, and, and, and again, it was just like the speeding example. Oh, I'm a law-abiding citizen, except, you know, sometimes, I mean, when I have good reason or good motive, you know, then, then, I, then I break the law. But, I mean, well, it's not really, I don't know, you know. So, okay. Um, you get the picture. I don't know if you can identify. I certainly can. What usually happens, show does it coming off very well. He begins to think life doesn't treat him right. He decides to exert himself more. Okay, so it doesn't come off very well according to who? So, actor, director, critic, he's quite versatile. Um, Begins to think life doesn't treat him right. What is is that? Making judgments. Yeah. So now he's got another uh, hat that he's wearing. Decides to exert himself more. Self-will run right. Yes. He becomes... On the next occasion, still more demanding or gracious, as the case may be. Still, the plate does not suit him. Admitting he may be somewhat at fault, he is sure that other people are more to blame. That's a great line. He becomes angry, indignant, self-pitying. What is his basic trouble? Basic. Is he not really a self-seeker even when trying to be kind? Is he not a victim of the delusion that he can wrest satisfaction and happiness out of this world if he only manages well? If only. If only. And manages well. See, he thinks if he, if he, that's why he's exerting himself some more and being more demanding or gracious and he's varying his traits, you know, judging the results, um, trying to get, trying to get it to come out his way. He thinks he will be happy and that life will work if he manages well enough. Now there's a fellow named Don M. in Kentucky who uses the word drivable and compares it to the word manageable. If I have a car that's not drivable, does it matter if I take driving lessons? Does it matter if I take, you know, drink a lot of coffee so that I can be more alert and have sharper reflexes? It's like, no, the car is not drivable. And if my life is unmanageable, it doesn't no matter how well I manage. The problem is not that I'm not managing well enough. It's that I'm trying to manage at all. What's my role? Assi- what's the role assigned to me? It's the role of an actor to follow the directions. Not to, not to, not to do the directing. Not to be the critic. Not to be uh, the judge. Uh, and again on page 68... Um, it says in the middle of that paragraph where it talks about the different bases it says we are in the world to play the role he assigns play the role is what an actor does and he is signing is the director we'll, 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 uh, we'll get back to that in a little bit but it's worth pointing out here so rest satisfaction and happiness out of this world if he only manages well did you ever want something really bad? Think, man, if you got it, you'd be really happy. 
like a bike or a pony or a woman or whatever. And did you did you did you ever get one of those things? And are you happy? For a short time. Yeah, for a short time. And then I want something else. And that's the way self-will goes. Every success is short-lived. And every failure is, you know, angry, indignant, self-pitying. Okay. Continue, please. Is it not evident to all the rest of the players that these are the things he wants? And do not his actions make each of them wish to retaliate, snatching off all they can get out of the show? Is he not, even in his best moments, a producer of confusion rather than harmony? Our actor is self-centered, egocentric as people like to call it nowadays. He is like the retired businessman who lolls in the Florida sunshine in the winter, complaining of the sad state of the nation, the minister who sighs over the sins of the 20th century, politicians and reformers who are sure all would be utopia if the rest of the world would only behave. If only. The outlaw safecracker who thinks society has wronged him, and the alcoholic who has lost all and is locked up. Whatever our protestations, are not most of us concerned with ourselves, our resentments, or our self-pity? Selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. Okay, what's our root? Basis. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good connection. Um, where is the root? Self. Oh, no, no, yes. But no, literally. I'm getting literal um, here. Like a literal root. Where is it? It's hidden. Yeah, it's hidden. It's the ground. It's underground. What does it do? It's a source of... Yeah. Huh? It's a source of food and nourishment. Nourishment also. What else? Keeps it in the ground. Yeah. It's Stability. Structural support. And what happens out of the root? Growth. Growth from that root. So, where does the growth occur? Inside. Above the ground. Yes. It's not hidden. You have something that's hidden producing something that's not hidden. This is sometimes referred to figuratively as fruit. Some consequences of, of living on a certain basis. Okay, let's 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 look at the the uh, consequences here. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity, we step on the toes of our fellows, and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us, seemingly without provocation, but we invariably find that at some time in the past we've made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. Okay. Decisions based on self. What is the step three? 
made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as we understood Him. Which is a decision based on God. God, God's will. So, decision based on self is a decision based on self will. All basis. The third basis, of, the third step is about changing basis. Um, by the way, what step do you turn your will and your life over to the care of God? Four through eleven. Four through eleven. Good. Yes. Somebody says step three. Why isn't that the answer? You're just making the decision now. You're just making the decision. You carry the decision out in in the steps that follow. So one, two, three is not a program. And once you do three, in one sense anyway, you don't have to keep doing it. I mean, I've got to. I've got to carry out the decision one day at a time because I've only lived my life, I've only lived one day today. That's what I can turn over today is the day that I'm I'm living. Tomorrow I have to turn over a different day. But turning over my life is not step three. It's the rest of the steps. It's carrying out the decision. If I decide to go to Florida, am I in Florida? No. I've got to carry out the decision. And maybe that involves getting stuff into the car. There's a lot of things involved in carrying out that decision. But uh, when I decide to go to Florida, that's what step three is. So the decisions based on self. Then again, it's important to remember what's the difference between the decision and intention. And an intention. What is, an in, what is a decision followed by? Action. Action. And what is an intention followed by? Nothing really. More intentions. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, I was told that the next sentence is the best news I'm ever going to hear. I'm going to pass. Okay. <laughs> I'll read it. Okay. So, Andrew, so our troubles, we think, are based Basically of our own making. Get that word basically again. Our troubles are of our own making. Why is that good news? Uh, Isn't that what's wrong with us? Uh, Yeah. What was I trying to do before? I was trying to get everybody else to do right. And how well was that working? It does not work. I cannot get people to do right. They're too selfish. So I could look at that selfishness is the problem. Their selfishness. But it doesn't work that way. It's my selfishness. And so if I'm not the problem, there is no solution. So I've just been told that there is a solution. And it starts with knowing what the problem is. They arise out of ourselves. And the alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run riot, though he usually doesn't think so. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must, or it kills us. God makes that possible. And there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Many of us have moral and philosophical convictions galore, but we could not live up to them even though we would have liked to. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing or trying on our own power. We had to have God's help. Okay. 
Now read, uh, let's just look at those two paragraphs we just read. Um, is Bill being repetitive? How so? I mean, it's a lot about self selfishness. Yeah, let's try to boil it down to what he's really saying in just as few words as possible. Not because we want to edit the big book, okay? That's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to... What's he doing right now? Is he giving us instructions? Mm-hmm. What instructions is he giving us? Kill the selfishness. Okay. How do I do that? You can't, but God can. True. True. Um, I think that these are not what, what, what he described as clear-cut directions earlier on page 29. He talks about clear-cut directions being this book. Right here, he's explaining what he means by step three. When it says on 60, just what do we mean by that and just what do we do. I think he's trying to explain this. And we're going to come into some directions later on. But so let's try to understand it. <clears throat> what... Two, two sentences, very short sentences, to summarize what he's saying here. Lord knows the answer. I don't know if I know your answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that was your answer. First one that pops into my head is, we had to have God's help. Okay. That sentence is Yeah, that's it. Pretty... What, what, what's the other part? Selfishness that we think is the root of our troubles. Yes. The way, the way I, I boil it down, self is the problem, God is the solution. Now let's read through this again and see if that works. <clears throat> so our troubles, we think... Go back to selfishness. Uh, above everything, we alcoholics... No, 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 the paragraph before, so our troubles. Oh, okay. Selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. Self is the problem. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. We step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Self a problem there? No. Okay. Sometimes they hurt us seemingly without uh, promotion, but we invariably find that at some point in the past we have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. Self is the problem. So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. Self is a problem. They arise out of ourselves. Self is a problem. And the alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run riot. Self is a problem. Though he usually doesn't think so. I, I like that part. Though he usually doesn't think so. You know, an extreme example of anything, uh, but I don't think so. It's a little bit funny, but this is this seems to be true. Definitely, it's, it's been true of me. Okay, keep going. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must, or it kills us. God makes that possible. So, and so we must be rid of the selfishness. Self is the problem, and God is the answer. And there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. He's the only answer. Many of us had moral and philosophical convictions galore, but we could not live up to them even though we would have liked to. Self is not the solution. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing or trying on our own power. We had to have God's help. God's the solution. Okay. 
Continue. This is how and why of it. This is the how and why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. What just happened? Yeah, we, we've got a we've got an instruction here. Mm-hmm. See, I think that other stuff was explanation. I mean, mm-hmm. it says I got to be rid of the selfishness, but that's not a direction I can follow. You know, mm-hmm. the clear cut direction here. This tells me to quit playing God. Now, how do I do that? Can't. Well, well, not not not, not without God's help. Mm-hmm. But. If I'm going to quit doing something, I got to know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that um, my sponsor asked me to do here to carry out this instruction was to make a list of ways that I play God, or you could say play the director of my life, or try to manage my own life, try to arrange the lights and the scenery and the ballet and the rest of the players in my own way. Mm-hmm. How do I do that? If I'm going to quit doing it. I have to know how I'm doing it. Okay. Keep reading. It didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. So here's an action. We're making a decision. He is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father, and we are his children. Most good ideas are simple, and this concept was the keystone of the new and triumphant arch which we had passed to freedom. So this is a decision when we to change our basis of living. Sorry. Um, now, um, the other assignment that, that I got here was to write this out in the first person singular present. I decide that hereafter in this drama of life, God is going to be my director and so forth. And read this out loud in front of my sponsor as a contract. And he would be a witness to the contract. The contract's between me and God, but my sponsor is the witness. And and when whenever you have a contract, <clears throat> if you if you change the contract, you're supposed to inform the witnesses. So they won't go and say, yeah, you know, so they'll know. And so my sponsor said that if I decided to to change this contract that I should talk to him first. <laughs> yes. I he wasn't somebody that I wanted to have that conversation with, so that was helpful actually. All right. You want to keep reading? I'll pass. Okay. We are uh, the last word is freedom. <clears throat> When we When we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. We had a new employer. Being all-powerful, he provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well. Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. As we felt a new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully, as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. We were reborn. Okay, these are called the third step promises. And they're great promises. And um, we're about out of time, so this is a good place to wrap up. We can.
continue here next time. What I want to do is uh, go over the rest of this page next time, which is the instructions for step three, and then jump back to the white book and, and talk about step uh, what it says in, in the white book for step four, and then we'll come back to the big book and so forth. But um, the, uh, um, does anybody have any, any closing remarks? Anything to share? Anything to report? Nothing? Lauren, got any? Some basis in there. <laughs> Where? In the third step promises. No, it, it sounds like basis. Footing? When we sincerely took such a basis or, or uh, Oh, position. Yeah, I never thought of that. I've got footing established yeah, on such a footing. Yeah, yeah basis. Absolutely good. Thanks. I want to make a mark on that. <coughs> All right. Well, I'll circle up and close with a prayer. Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.